fellas, this is Joey Fantasy, the SWB 2013 Fantasy Football Champion and your Commissioner. Many of you are questioning what happened to the league note. This commissioner is unorganized, the league's falling apart. Well, fellas, I'm here and I'm coming in live from Sunset Drive in Mayfield Heights, about 30 minutes from kickoff on Sunday of week two. There's nothing to worry about. The schedules and the release dates of the league notes will be announced this afternoon. With that being said, I will take it off here for week one and lead us off. I will also do 13 since week one uh, obviously is last minute here. So this is going to be quick, fellas. Uh, but I want to get something out to you in regards to the week one results. So let's kick it off with the leading score, highest points matchup this week with very controversial draft this year. Team Ace versus Team Ammo. Ammo obviously hates the auction draft, complains most years about it now, wants to go back to the snake, wants to get rid of his entire team. With that being said, he was able to put up about 114 points. Obviously, when you have Lamar Jackson, that's probably pretty easy every week to do that. Um, however, Ammo's team really isn't as bad as he, he likes to make it out to be. Top performer, Lamar Jackson, 33.5 points. Uh, we'll also look at David Johnson, who I had last year and was a complete bust. It looks like Ammo may have hit a home run with that. Um, where Ammo may have struggled last week, surprisingly, is with his um, number one tight end that he paid, I think, $20 for. Rob Gronkowski only getting him eight points. So with that being said, I think Ammo has nothing to really worry about after losing to such a high-powered offense and great team that was put together, some say by Mr. Jeffrey Corbell. Others say um, they're not really concerned who drafted his team. It's it's there. It's put together. Uh, but Mr. Mr. Chase McCune ends up getting the first $25 highest point week. And uh, his top performers, obviously, were Ezekiel Elliott, Watson, and Juju Smith-Schuster, surprisingly, all with a, more than 20 points. So that, obviously, when you got three guys putting up over 20 points, you're in pretty good shape. But uh, it's a great start for Team Ace. Um, however, if Team Ace does make a run at it, he stays healthy, it's going to be uh, very controversial. Like I said, we're not sure if we're going to have to give the trophy uh, to Mr. Corbel himself, or maybe we'll do a a hyphenated Team Ace, Team Corbel on the trophy if he ends up getting there. But let's move on really quick. Like I said, that was the highest scoring game this week. Let's move to the second highest scoring game of the week, which was uh, Team Scott versus David Giorizzo. Team Scott for most of the week looked like he was going to end up winning that 25 bucks, but Chase was able to hold him off uh, surprisingly because uh, Bobby, like I said, most of the weekend was looking like he was just going to run away with it and have one of those 150-point uh, weeks. Unfortunately for Dave, as we all know, when you put up 120 points and you don't walk away with a win, 
it's pretty much bad luck. But let's start with uh, Dave's team here. Drew Brees, uh, you know, with 18 points, he would have liked to have seen a little bit more from him. But how about that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire putting up uh, 19 points as a rookie? I think Dave wasn't really expecting that out of week one, but he's got it and he's got a lot of promise in uh, KC's new rookie running back. Another top performer for, performer for David. Uh, Mr. Drew Brees putting up an 18 spot, and uh, Will Fuller obviously uh, giving him 15 points. All in all, like I said, Dave, 120 points. Not real, uh, not too shabby there, but uh, unfortunately when you don't come up with a win with 120 points, it's uh, pretty bad luck. But let's move on to Mr. Scott. Again, you know, Bobby left last season being one of the highest scoring performing teams and wasn't able to make the playoffs which is bad luck but he's off to a great start it looks like he left off right where he was last year um top performers Adam Thielen Crowder both of them scoring mid upper 20s from two receivers that's huge uh, the scary part is you know his main key players didn't really have the greatest performances which was Kittle and Carson Wentz you know they struggle a little bit but like I said when you've got two receivers that are pushing 30 points um, that's that's pretty remarkable and he didn't even have Mike Evans in uh, playing or uh, Paris Campbell which is another good option he has on his bench so uh, all in all bright future good looks like it's going to be a good season for team Scott if he stays healthy Moving on, let's go to the next highest scoring game, which I believe was Mr. Team Dean Giarrizzo versus Make America Great Again, Mr. Fordue. Let's start with Mr. Fordue putting up 106 points. Not really where you want to be when you start off, but I think he's got to be pleased with Tom Brady putting up 24 points and Kamara putting up 22 uh, Melvin Gordon with a 14-point week uh, isn't too shabby, but Paul really struggled um, with Austin Hooper, Devontae Parker, which is his flex, so his tight end and flex are, are, are pretty weak, and he got no support from uh, Dan Bailey's kicking this weekend. Not to mention Julio Jones did put up a 20-point week, so um, Paulie looks like he did a fair job with his draft here. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he is going to be, you know, trying to catch Dominic for the most wins this year with the roster he's put together. So Josh Brown was on his bench, 16-point week. If he would have had him in the flex there, obviously things would have been a lot differently. Um, so maybe a little bit of uh, poor management there by Paul. However, let's move on to team Dean Giorizzo. Matt Ryan, Matty Ice comes to... Uh, the Sunday performance here with 28 points. Mr. Dalvin Cook, who many thought were as an injury-prone running back this year, provided uh, Team Dean with 20, 22, and right below that, Raheem Mosert with 24. So right there between those three guys, he's pushing 70, 80 points. And uh, like I said earlier in this, when you've got guys that are at least two or three guys pushing 30 points, um, you're in pretty good shape. Um, Cooper Cup had a pretty poor performance, I would say, against Dallas, which is, seems to be a nice defense, only getting them six points, but look for that to turn around real quick. Travis Kelsey doing his normal routine, getting being consistent, getting them 14 points. Dean's team looks very promising, not to mention Kyler Murray's on his bench with a 30 spot there. So Dean's got uh, some tough decisions to make 
in and out of each week, whether to start Matt Ryan with the high-powered offense or Kyler Murray. So, Dean, uh, this could be it. Dean could uh, make a nice run here. He put up 126 points, and that's something you want to see in week one. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that pans out for Mr. Dean Giorizzo. Uh, we're going to skip my game, which ended up being a tie, and we're going to continue on to the next highest-scoring highest team, which would have been Mr. Michael Kiefer versus the Poop Deck Beckham Rossless Signos team. This was actually a very tight game, 110-112 final score in favor of Mike Kiefer. Let's start with Ross's team, Josh Allen. What a home run hit that was for Ross. Uh, 32 points. I think Josh Allen's going to have a remarkable year for him. Um, That will probably save him. Um, He doesn't have to sleep in, or he can sleep in on Sundays now and not have to worry about which quarterback he's going to start. Granted, Josh Allen stays healthy. Saquon Barkley, most of you probably were watching Monday Night Football. What the hell was that about? He was getting hit three yards before in the backfield before he even was touching the ball by T.J. Watt and Cameron Hayward, so that Steelers defense really held him in clutch. Talked with Dom Krabari about Saquon Barkley. Dom feels that Saquon Barkley is the most overrated running back in the league. Um, He sure looked overrated uh, against the Steelers last Monday night, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can come back this week and get Ross some support. Um, I mean, anything there would have pushed him over Mike Kiefer's team, but go figure, Mike gets lucky. Aaron Jones, very productive week, 15 points. Not great, not bad, but he did his job. Odell Beckham, yeah, it is the poop deck Beckham show over there because that was a piss-poor performance. Whether he was or was not running routes against Baltimore, it was ugly for Odell. But uh, obviously here Sunday after the Thursday night football game, Odell looks like he'll be just fine. So hopefully he gives some production to Ross Calvin Ridley. Another home run hit by uh, Ross Lasigno. 30-point week there, uh, but then you get down to Ross's tight ends. Evan Ingram was uh, a two-point week, which was uh, pretty poor, and uh, looking at his bench, he doesn't have any other options, so he may need to be looking for some trades there, so good luck with that, Ross. Moving on to the Mike Kiefer's team. Mike has already told everybody, every person on his roster is for trade bait typically that's what Mike does after a draft is ships his entire team with that being said he still was able to walk away with a win um, Matthew Stafford 17 points but the real home run hitter for him was Jock, Josh Jacobs after suffering that injury last year he looked to be fresh and better than ever 34 points um, and then obviously another home run hit with Jonathan Taylor after Marilyn Mack goes out with an injury DeAndre Hopkins Obviously, looks very well with Kyler Murray. So right there, those three guys, I I feel like, are going to be three top tens for sure, if not top five. So Mike did a very nice job drafting those key players. Um, However, the rest of his lineup, if you looked at it, kind of struggled. So um, if those three players that I just mentioned stay healthy, Mike can make a mover here and kind of do a trade rape like he normally does every year, I expect Mike to be in the finals again. So... Congratulations, Mike. You seem to find a way to get it done every year. Moving on to the probably the least, the boringest game of the weekend, I would say, between Nikki DeCat and Team Rob LaRiccia. Uh, anybody would have loved to play either of these two guys as they were the lowest scoring two teams in the league. 
uh, last weekend. We'll start with Rob putting up a 90 spot. It's you know not not really a great performance by any means, but it's also not a horrible performance. We'd see. I think Dom's have a 40 point week, so nothing to be ashamed of here, Rob. Uh, Cam Newton looks promising. Nick Chubb, obviously, last Thursday looked promising, but unfortunately, with the Baltimore game, he didn't really do much. Um, and I mean, if you look at Rob's entire roster, you know, from all the way kicker, defense, all the way up, there was really no top performers by any of the means, without with the exception of Cam Newton. So, uh, hopefully, Rob bounces back here and doesn't. Uh, have too bad of a start of a season, but looking at his roster, it looks like he's got a lot of potential. Benny Snell by midway should be probably a realistic option for him in that flex position or even an RB2. But uh, let's look at your 2019 champions uh, roster. Aaron Rodgers, what a hit that was after the piss poor performance from Aaron Rodgers all last season. Nick took a shot at him, puts up 40 points in week one. Christian McCaffrey, having a nice 27-point week. The two of them combined over 50 points, probably 60 points there added up. Um, so that's obviously huge. Um, but then again, you look at the rest of his lineup there, they struggled horrendously. So um, A.J. Green, James Conner, a lot of those AFC North players are are on Nick's team, and those guys are a little bit banged up and looks like they lost a step. So um, I'd be I'd be curious to see if Nick's making some moves, but hey, if he could if he could pull the Dom Kabari special every year and just find a way to win and put it together, look for uh, Nicky the Cat to make a run here. And last but not least, your one twenty four point eight to one twenty four point eight fellows. This was the first league tie in history. It took nine years to happen. Dom will tell you it's because we're getting the same information from the same SED users. But I want to make it clear here. And the first podcast, first league note uh, of the season, Joey Fantasy does not need to take SEDs. He does his homework. Most of that stuff's free online if you just do a little bit of homework. Dom likes to overthink a lot. But uh, needless to say, great performances from both teams. You score 120 points, you'll want to come away with a win. Uh, but if you come away, worst-case scenario, with a tie, um, I guess you you have really nothing to be too too worried about. So, uh, we'll look at Dom's team real quick. Patrick Mahomes is going to be a great asset to him. He finally caught on, Dom. It took him nine years, but you got to have a good quarterback to make a run in this league. Everybody knows that. You look at Devontae Adams, 35 points. I doubt that happens ever again for him. Um, and DJ Metcalf was a great game. So um little little bench, not heavy, but you gotta you gotta remember. Miles Sanders did not go last week for Dom, and Dom was really expecting him to to put a uniform uniform on there and get him some points because uh, Cam Akers was not the answer, um, and Darren Waller didn't help him much anyways either. Then you go over to Joey Fantasy's team, um, kind of like what I drafted here, a bunch of mediocre players, consistent players, uh, with the exception of Le'Veon Bell last week. You're going to get your close to 10 points from everybody, but standouts were Russell Wilson and Chris Carson combined nearly 60 points that kept me alive. And then obviously the big Mark Andrews with a a 20 spot is what uh, really carried me. Keenan Allen didn't do much. T.Y. Hilton and D.J. Moore, mediocre receivers, middle-of-the-road receivers combined. The three of them had uh, under 20 points. That's something I don't want to see the rest of the year. 
Um, however, with Kareem Hunt and a few other options there, I think we could clean that up. But needless to say, 124.8, 124.8 tie. Um, I'm happy to walk away with a, a tie there, especially after going into Monday night's game down by eight points with the Steelers defense who seemed to, to bail me out there. All in all, that's it. It's a quick rundown. I'll have a better for one for you probably in week 13. I wanted to get something out there for you guys on this Sunday afternoon. I know there's a few of you that uh, look forward to this every week. So I love you all. Do anything for any of you. Let's have a great year. And uh, I'll be releasing the uh, 2020 League Note requirements. Not required to be in podcast form or YouTube form. Uh, you could do however you choose. So, all right, boys. Happy Sunday. God bless. Love you.